Gracias. Hello, welcome to Positively Pro-Life, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Positively Pro-Life brings you inspirational stories, important legislative updates, and informative interviews as we restore and strengthen a culture of life. Hi, everyone. I'm Marianne Lawhon, president of the Greater Hazleton Area Chapter of Pennsylvanians for Human Life and executive director of The Voice of John. Joining me today is Maria Gallagher. Maria is our legislative director of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Welcome, Maria. It's so good to be with you today. Thank you. Churches can do much to advance the cause of life. Later in the program, we will be talking with the lobbying arm of the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania to discuss promoting the pro-life issues in state government. But first, I would like to share some inspiration. Now, before I start, I know that I'm speaking to a lot of Eagles fans out there. So I don't want to get fired, but I was just so moved by this story. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker condemns abortion. All human life is valuable. Harrison Bucker is a man of many talents, but perhaps his greatest is his unwavering faith in God. The Kansas City Chiefs kicker is not only known for his impressive skills on the field, but also for his deep commitment to his Christian beliefs. Throughout his career, he has been an outspoken advocate for pro-life values, and he has used his platform to spread a message of the dignity of human life. Butker's faith was put to the test the past season when he suffered an injury to his left ankle during the first game of the year. The setback forced him to miss four games and resulted in the poorest regular season of his entire career. However, Butker did not let the disappointment get him down. I tried to keep the faith, kept working on my technique. I didn't give up. Becker's Super Bowl journey mirrored his entire season. In the first quarter, the kicker missed a 42-yard field goal that would have given the Chiefs a 10-7 lead early in the game. Butker lifted the Chiefs to a 38-35 victory over the Eagles with a 27-yard field goal in the final season of Super Bowl 57 on Sunday. You just got to go out and focus on what you can control. And I kind of had the easy job there, Butker reflected. The offensive line did a great job blocking, great snap, great hold, and thankfully, the ball went through. All glory to God. Butker's love for God is evident in everything he does. He is a devout Catholic and a member of the Knights of Columbus, and he has expressed great appreciation for the traditional Latin Mass. 
Now is the time for you to take up your task as men of the church to fight this battle for our nation, to bring Christ back to our daily lives, the football star said in a September 2020 commencement speech at the Knights of Columbus College Council Conference. Men need to play active roles within our church. Your priests need to hear from you. They need to see you. Other men need to see you. He is the one of the he is one of the most vocal Christian athletes in the NFL, using his platform to promote pro-life values. Last fall, Booker, Booker filmed a TV commercial to support the value them both amendment in Kansas. The ballot proposition aimed to clarify that the Kansas state constitution does not contain a right to abortion. Edgar's message was simple and powerful. All human life is valuable and deserving of protection, regardless of age, race, or circumstance. I think every one of us has to um, examine, you know, what what is our platform? You know, my platform some days is I'm the voice of John and others, it's I'm a grandma, but we all have a platform and we need to use our position in defense of life. And now Maria has our legislative update. Thank you so much, Marianne. In the heart of Amish country, Planned Parenthood is waging a relentless campaign to turn a Pennsylvania town into an abortion magnet. The nation's largest abortion operation has actually had its sights set on Lancaster, PA for decades. A groundswell of opposition has kept Lancaster abortion free for a long time, but now Planned Parenthood is closer than it has ever been to performing abortions there. A recent Pennsylvania bulletin revealed that the abortion giant is asking the Commonwealth to grant an exception to the time-tested provision requiring that abortion facilities have transfer agreements with local hospitals. Unable to secure a transfer agreement on its own, Planned Parenthood sees this latest bureaucratic stunt as a way to thwart the will of the people and establish an abortion business in Lancaster. The move clearly threatens the health and safety of central Pennsylvania women. Without a hospital, uh, without a hospital transfer agreement, women who suffer abortion complications at the Lancaster Planned Parenthood will be facing serious risks of bodily injury and even death. Planned Parenthood's efforts to flout Pennsylvania's ambulatory and surgical facilities law demonstrates once again how the abortion business endangers women's health. Mary Ann. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much. So now it is my great pleasure to introduce Al Ganoza from the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference. Welcome, Al. We're so glad to have you here with us. Well, thank you, Marianne. Thank you, Maria. It's, uh, it's, it's my pleasure and honor. Love the work you guys do. Thank you. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, what is the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference and what do you do, Al? We are basically the uh, public affairs arm of the, the Catholic bishops around Pennsylvania. What that means is we uh, we do their, their lobbying for the bishops up at the Capitol. We talk with legislature, the legislators try to promote certain pieces of legislation or 
go the other way and prevent other pieces of legislation from going through. So basically, we're the conduit from the bishops and pretty much the Catholic faith to the legislators up in up in Harrisburg. And Al, oh, it's absolutely yeah, amazing. that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. How did you come to hold your beliefs on the life issues? You know, it's something that um, Maria that's that started early on in life and and actually keeps developing. Um, you know, up until now, I was uh, born and raised a Catholic. Uh, my mom and dad were Catholic. My dad was a very devout Catholic. Took me to the church, and I remember one thing that stuck out with me um we were driving somewhere and i can't remember how old i was but we saw uh, a man on the corner and he was holding up a, um, an anti-abortion sign and my dad said that guy is doing great work i forget exactly what he said but it's like you know he's doing the work for a lot of us a lot of us feel that way but we're just we're just not out there doing it god bless him and you know it, it just continues from when i started here i i realized more how much it means to me and i can't tell you how much my my pro-life attitude has has strengthened over the last two um march for lives in pennsylvania just just seeing people out there seeing the the, the diversity the the cross-section of people who feel the same way you do it's just i mean you guys it's just so inspirational to see people who feel that way and it, it gives you strength to continue that that feeling yeah, and I, you know, I'm so glad you brought up about your father's devotion, and because I do think that men have such influence on creating the values within their family that carries on for generations. Um, Al, why is the pro-life issue so important to the Catholic Conference? You know, this is our, this is the. I hate to say marquee, but this is the number one issue. Uh, and, and we have a lot of issues, but but by far, this is our, our biggest one. And it's it's life and it's saving the the un, the unborn, the folks who, who don't have a voice on their own. And I mean, there's just so many forces out there who want to go the other way. And that's why it's such it's an important issue, but it's one that has to be fought, too, because if it's not fought by groups like ours, the forces against it are so powerful and so strong that that we have no choice but to 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 keep it as our foremost issue. And one way that we can promote the pro-life issue is by reaching out to women in difficult circumstances and challenging circumstances. And how is the Catholic Church doing that? You know, I think we do it through different ways and it's it's a lot of it is done, I think, through Catholic charities and reaching out to to women who who need help and and maybe don't get the message of how we want to help. Uh, they hear they hear what they see in the media, and I mean to be honest, mainstream media not always very sympathetic to the the pro life movement. So if we can through things like you know the the uh, Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, our Facebook page, would you guys through through social media, through meeting people, through making that connection to say, hey, we're just like, we have the same interests. We're, we're, we're full of love. Don't believe what you, you read or hear. And I think the more connections we make, whether it's in person, social media, or even to legislators showing, this is who we are. This is what we believe. You, you see us, you see a face to this now. Yes. You know, I've, as I said to you, I was truly completely amazed at the array of issues 
that the Catholic Conference does address how many legislative pieces you have taken a stand on, a powerful stand. Uh, it was a, truly a privilege to prepare for this interview. But one of the questions, one of the concerns we have in Pennsylvania is the number of babies who die because of malnutrition. Yep. How can we help babies and mothers in Pennsylvania? You know, that's something that we have been focusing on through the last year, we did a, a nine-month series on maternal and early childhood issues. And, and through that time, I learned so much about, about the work being done by pregnancy centers who, who deal with women who might not be able to help themselves. I think we can help get that word out and help contribute and finance to those pregnancy centers. Um, and also by awareness of certain bills. There is this legislation that uh, we are working on. It's um, a mother's milk bank. And it would provide insurance coverage for mother's milk. And I didn't realize how important mother's milk was in, in certain uh, babies who were maybe not as healthy as others. Uh, we also are looking to, we're supporting a bill for uh, insurance coverage for doulas. So doulas can help new moms. I, I think the more you help new moms and provide circumstances to them, the more you can help children who are, who are uh, suffering from malnutrition. Yes. And I think that that's the kind of issue that crosses party lines and ideological lines. I mean, you can get people to support that who may not ordinarily be with us on the life issues. Absolutely. And that you're right. It's it is something that's been embraced by both sides. And you know what, Maria, it just highlights and you know this as well as I do the um, like there's so many little sticking points that will get in the way of passage of a bill when everybody says, hey, isn't that, that makes sense. Why isn't it? Or people see that we'll take a stance on a bill. It's like, well, duh, uh, everybody feels that way. But yeah, but a lot of times it's getting it through the hurdles and the, the wrinkles and the uh, the loopholes and the, the, the petty rivalries up there at the Capitol. And it takes groups like ours to, to help push that through and say, this is something we need to do. And you know, there's only so much time, and I know there's a lot of hurdles that have to be passed, and there's a lot of rivalries up there, but but that's what we need to get done. And how do you go about reaching out to legislators? Personally, when I got here, I reached out to every legislator up there saying, I would like to sit down and talk with you and get you on camera and do an interview. And I got a good response, and I got to say, I got mostly a response from Republicans, even though we're a lot of Democrats, because I think a lot of Democrats are reticent to talk with the Catholic Church because they, they think we're a one-issue group. Now, my boss and the other, my executive director, Eric Failing, they've spent years developing relationships, and that's how they reach out. Yes. And it, it's something that takes a while, but once you get that relationship and trust, it's, it's something you can build on. And I think I have that. And I was fortunate that I already had that kind of relationship from, from doing news in the area. So I, I knew a lot of the people here and that helped. But some, you know, sometimes it's tough getting in that door and sometimes it's tough getting beyond those, um, I'm going to say initial prejudices of who we are and what we are and just the not wanting to, to work with us thinking, oh, these guys are only have, you know, one or two issues on their mind. Al, thank you. And 
Al, what is your goal? So that's a pretty loaded question there because I see you had a lot of goals when I was reviewing. But what is your goal for the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference in the coming year? You know, I, I do try to set goals for myself. Um, and I think if I, had to, if I had to establish one goal for the group, it would be to, to do well on these maternal issues and get as many of these passed, especially like the, the milk bank issue, the uh, the dual issue as far as insurance. Um, get it, there's a, an, also a bill by Senator Judy Schwank on maternal mortality. That, I yes. think, as a group, is, is our um, goal as a group. Me, personally, I want to try to meet as many legislators as I can. And I started reaching out. I, I haven't done widespread interviews since uh, my first year here, but there's there's such a, an influx of new new House members and senators that I think it's it's time to do that. And not everybody is going to respond and say yes. And I know there there are people who are just not even going to answer me. But that is my goal personally to to try to talk with everyone. And if if I don't get a chance to talk with them, at least I would say cover through the, the committee meetings and the House proceedings to at least get what they say or how they feel on our social media, whether it's for us or against this, to not to perpetuate what they feel, but at least to show people, hey, this person feels this way. Make sure you know that when you go to the ballot box. And I think the wonderful thing about what you do, Al, is that you shine a light on issues that maybe the mainstream media does not. And you use your skills that you develop as a broadcast journalist to really um, elucidate those issues and to make them understandable to people. Thank you, Maria. I, I appreciate that. And that's one thing I, I do try to, and I was, I was really amazed too. I think Mary, you mentioned it on the, um, the number of issues that, that we cover. And I, was I used amazed. to get, I, I used to get, well, what does the Catholic Conference care about that? What did you guys care about that? I said, well, we care about so many issues. And one thing I try to do is, I won't say capitalize, but you guys had mentioned about using our, our, our platform. And my platform in, in news here was meant with, I did a lot of humor. So carrying over into my radio show on, I do a radio show on Saturdays locally. I try to impart that same humor. So people say, oh, if, if I changed and was completely different and people would say, well, that doesn't sound like the Algonos I know talking. I'm not going to look. I have to continue that. People say, you know what? I, I listen. And, you know, even like you said with Harrison Butker, did not know he felt that way. I've heard of him. I didn't have an, a, I've appreciated him as a pro, but hearing that he feels that way, I appreciate him even more now. Yeah. And, and, and see, he feels that way that that inspires me. That makes my feeling stronger too. And hopefully when people out there see how I feel, maybe they'll be a little bolder to, to, to state their beliefs and come out like, like Harrison Buck. You know what, what, what I think is a little bit demoralizing. It's okay to pray to a certain extent in the mainstream media. You know, it's okay to pray for uh, like an athlete, but when you go too far or you show too much, maybe pro-life sentiment, then you're almost ridiculed. Which, which I don't think is fair. It's like that fine line that it's like a, an arbitrary line where if you go too far, then you get ridiculed. You do. And and I mean, there have been some journalists who have actually been in danger of losing their jobs because they took a stand yeah. on life. And I know when I worked in journalism, 
um, there was one time when um, the president of the United States came to town and I shouted a question to him about how um, he had done a good job trying to protect teenagers from the tobacco industry. And I said, but what are you doing to protect teenagers from the abortion industry? And at first he acted as if he hadn't heard the question and I wasn't sure if he was acting or if it was the real case. And so I asked the question again and he gave an answer and I played that entire clip in my radio news report and I was accused by my boss of sounding like a protester. Oh. All I was doing was shouting out a question like you do when you're a journalist at a rope line. And it was because I was asking a question that was considered to be a pro-life question. Yep. And, and so you, you run into that. And I don't think a lot of people realize the, the tremendous pressure that these journalists are under. I mean, you know, they have to answer to their news director and uh, the assignment editor is involved in their stories. And um, if you work for print journalism, you have an editor that is going over your stories. And, and you don't have the, the pure freedom that people think you do. Right. And, you know, when I worked in TV at my last job, a lot of the stories that would come to us would come from the national. So there's a certain way they are framed. And I didn't always agree with that, but there's only so much I can do. And, and I think this is a, this is slanted and it, it, it bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. But, there's only so much you can do because, I, I mean, if you buck the trend too hard, you're going to get fired or at least reprimanded. But I, I know exactly what you mean, you mean, Maria. And and I think that's true for for all of us. You know, I I often speak that in my position as a nurse, and the first time I came across a child, a, a victim of infanticide, you know, I was being reprimanded poor time management, spending time with a, a, a child who had just been aborted. And uh, so, yes, in, in whatever field we're in, whether it is media, uh, Maria as our legislative director, um, medical fields, it's your platform and you have to stay true. And you know, Al, as I went through the work that's being done, by the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, it, it brought me so many times to thoughts of the Beatitudes, the Ten Commandments, just moral governing. It's It yep. really is what you are about. And so I thank you so much for the work you do. I do have one other question. If people, and I'm talking about me because I will be so much more attuned to the work you're doing, you know, just having been gifted by this interview. But if people want to learn more about the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference and the work that you do, how do what should they do? There's so many, so many ways you can you could go on our website, which is pacatholic.org. You can read up. We have a long list of stories we do there. You can check out our Facebook page, uh, PA Catholic. We have a Twitter page too. We have Instagram because I know a lot of younger people like Instagram um, and also um, our, our radio show as well. It's on 530 on WHP on Saturday afternoons, but we would encourage that. And we, um, we also have um, 
on our website. There's a thing for alerts. You can you can join our mm-hmm. voter voice group. And when we send out alerts for things, you can you can they can be sent to your legislator, and that helps get our message out as well. But but whatever you can do, please try to do any one of those things, and that would keep you in touch with what we do. Thank you. And your website is beautiful. It's uh, it, it really you. is. I learned. I learned so much from visiting the website and to be sure just um, became so aware of how important it is for our Catholic church, really for any denomination, for churches to be involved. Yep. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you. Thanks. One of the wonderful things that you do at the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference is those legislative alerts. And I don't know that everybody understands how important it is that they respond to those legislative alerts. Can can you tell us about that? Yeah, we will send out. We have about, I think, 34,000 subscribers. So we will, for this, for certain issues, I'd say about maybe 10 a year, we think it's important enough. Sometimes the USCCB will send out hey, we want you to put this out to your network. So we'll explain that. So it will come to somebody as an email and it makes it so easy for our subscribers. If they agree with it, they read it, boom, click one button and it goes right out to state senator, state uh, house member, U.S. senator, U.S. house member. It, um, it it really shows people that we're out there, especially when you get thousands from a certain, because you know, this is the issue. And people see that the the state rep or senator sees that you have people behind you. That means a lot. Now, is there a share button on these alerts that we can share it um, from our platforms? Yes. And what I do when we haven't had one in a while because they they haven't really been in session. We've been on break. But I will also share them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also go on our, our, our website too. So, and, and I will share, and if you, you can share as well, which we would love and appreciate. You know, a lot of people, I think, um, and, and there's a good reason for this. Think of the state capital as being a, a dark place. And sometimes this is a dark place, but you are shining a light for, for truth and justice and hope and love. And, can you talk a little bit about that? How how you're you're trying to change hearts and minds at the state capitol? Thank you, Maria, for saying that. Yeah, you know, if if you just pay attention, really, there is not one receptacle where you you see a wide range of, of viewpoints that you can follow what is going on at the cap. Now you can watch PCN, but to boil it down to to something people understand, because I mean, you and I probably find PCN exciting at times, but I, I don't think the normal normal person is going to sit there. And it's nothing against them, but it because that helps shine, shine the light too. And if they if they rely on what's what's in the media, that can, nothing against the media, but a lot of times that does not show the whole picture and, and a wide, vari- wide variety of pictures. So we try to, to shine that light on, on all issues so people can see, see what's done. And important things too is so people can get a relationship with with their representative or senator, and know what they're like. But you know, also if they if they think with them, I mentioned that earlier. If they disagree with them, they know that too, and they can maybe run for office themselves, or at least vote for somebody else the next time around. But but thank you for saying that because yeah, the more light that's that's shown on there, the better. 
Absolutely. Algonosa, the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, thank you so much for being on Positively Pro-Life today. Oh, Maria, thank Maria, always a great pleasure to see you and thank you so much. And Marianne, thank you for, for uh, having me on and it was great to meet you. Absolutely enjoyed meeting you and seeing the work that's being done. God bless you and stay strong. Use your platform. Keep up a great job. And likewise, God bless you guys. If I can ever help you in any way, please let me know. And remember, there's always a reason to choose life. Yep, absolutely. God bless. Bye.